0: Hey, I'm David Greenwald. And I'm Dom Sinicola. You're listening to Pretty Little Grown Men. We just watched episode 18 of season 7. Yes, we did. Pretty Little Liars. Uh, the episode getting, is called Choose or Lose. Choose or Lose. Getting to the end of the show, Finally. Uh, it was kind of weird to watch two episodes in two days because they were both very like shipper-heavy episodes. And especially after last week, which just felt super emotion-heavy, this one was like, let's have a lot of emotions but also add this sort of plot-driven climax to it and change up the characters. And just a lot happened in this episode that I just didn't like at all. No. Like, I disagreed with it. Where yes. I thought the pl- it was a bad decision, so yeah, I didn't really like this episode. I will say uh, the wonderful Norman Buckley uh, directed did a terrific job, especially the opening scene where the cops are entering, jumping. That into was a great. That was a really great sequence. Yeah, that was really sharp and well done. Um, and yeah, he always does a great job. And uh,
1: but everything that happened fucking sucked.
0: Yeah, I just did not like the the. I did not like the choices made in this episode by most of the characters, except maybe Arya.
1: Right. Um, I mean, there was just sort of a big clusterfuck of the worst possible things that could have happened. Uh, the ships all sort of reached their, uh, pun very intended, climax. Uh-huh. and um, Yeah,
0: there was a sexy montage.
1: Super sexy, I, I suppose. Uh, a lot of bras.
0: yeah yeah i mean it's still on on (laughs) freeform you got to keep it pg-13 right
1: right um but i mean i don't know like the uh, Ari and ezra doing it i mean we've we've seen that before emily and allison that was eventually going to happen sometime and we're assuming that it's already happened at some point right for sure um Caleb and Hannah getting married? I don't know. Who gives a fuck?
0: Yeah, I hated that scene. And the whole thing of like, let's just get married now so we can't testify against each other. Like, I mean, okay. Yeah. It's just like, what? I don't understand. I mean, we talked about this in the last episode, so if you just downloaded our episode from this morning, uh, you know, I don't understand why Caleb and Hannah are rushing into this relationship and why... (laughs) Caleb feels justified that he screwed up with Hannah the first time and actually they're meant to be together. Like, I just I mean, I guess because you can go back to when Hannah gets kidnapped and Caleb's like, oh, no, I, I, I see the light, yeah. you know, but I don't know.
1: Well, even Mrs. Marin, the only justification that she gives for being happy that they're getting married is that I'm just glad you found a man who loves you and wants to protect you.
0: Right, because like, oh, you're fuck's sake, because on. you're such a screw-up that you killed a guy with a car, <laughs> and so now we have to, like...
1: I know the whole truth, but, you know, today is your wedding day, so we're just gonna get past the whole murder thing. Right,
0: yeah, the part, the part where Mrs. Marin was like, he told me everything, and I'm not happy about it, <laughs> and it's like, so, so manslaughter by automobile, that's not on your list of things that you think is, are cool? Okay, sure.
1: Uh, and then, uh, t- to top all of that bullshit off, uh, we get a really disappointing and cringeworthy scene between Toby and Spencer. We knew this was coming. Oh my god, I hate it. We knew this was coming. Yeah. But it still pains me. Partly because I feel like Toby is the only like pure soul left. And right. uh, Spencer, who may be her, who the fuck knows, who the fuck cares uh Toby's just like so emotionally vulnerable uh, because the show just has uh, Jones in for emotional manipulation uh, that is apparently okay because I think the show thought that the show acted as if everything that was happening was what should have happened right um, you as know,
0: opposed to like Spencer totally taking advantage of her distraught ex boyfriend yeah. and pretty much just coming over and being like, "You said I could." stay over and he's like yeah i guess i did that yeah and then they drink like half a beer and she's like all right we're gonna hook up now yeah it's like all right
1: she's like remember when uh i kissed you a half an hour before your wife went into a coma
0: yeah that was a chill thing for me to do
1: (laughs) can that was really nice wasn't it and what was i mean what was he supposed to be like uh I I guess, but you know, my memories of that have been overshadowed by my wife's tragic death.
0: Yeah, I really ah <sighs> oh, man, I really thought we were gonna see the last of Toby and he was gonna get this like tragic but dignified exit from the show. And instead he like comes back to have just like he's got his sad beard on. Yeah, just like comes back to have like sad sex with Spencer. Like <laughs> the whole thing is really a bummer. And I guess it brings us to this dumb Twinser theory, which I hate because it abrogates Spencer this season from like any responsibilities mm-hmm. and from the show throwing her character under the bus. And Toby calls us out, and he says, that doesn't sound like the Spencer I know. Yeah, like, and so she just he's basically looked,
1: like, who are you? Yeah,
0: and it's like, yeah, this is not the Spencer we know, no. obviously. And one thing that we noted in the love scene... Uh, is that she does have a scar on her chest from I guess from being shot or from whatever From being shot Yeah,
1: uh, that's that's where that's where she got shot yeah. yeah,
0: so okay, so if this is not Spencer, we're supposed to believe that twin Spencer was the person who got shot. Then where's real Spencer been all this time? This last like month is she in a dollhouse somewhere? Is she hanging out? Oh, maybe you know is, is that she a actually- D
1: maybe. Oh, I hate Real that. Spencer's AD. I hate all
0: of this. I'm sorry everybody listening at home. This episode made me just super unhappy and I want the show to be over.
1: Yeah, uh, this this uh, this episode really showed er, showed the seams of of everything that's happening and it just ex- it just fucking tired me out. I'm so ready for this to be done. I just I don't um I don't care. I don't care anymore mm-hmm. about Uh, any of these characters, the only, I mean, the only character I care about now is Toby and that poor guy is, is just got sucked up into all the bullshit.
0: I care about Mona and this episode was trying really hard to make us believe that Mona is AD. Yeah, but she's not, but she's not.
1: No, she's just obviously she's playing she's hacking the game. That last shot where uh you see her put on, put on her glasses cuz she's just like so transfixed her, by her the nerd game. Her Mona glasses. Yeah. It's just her I mean it's her acting out what she told Hannah which is that, you know, she's she's back in and so she's obsessed again. And I that's what that's that's what her lair is all about. Um you know, and also she's the smart one, so she's two steps ahead. So she probably knew that uh, the game, like she probably knew about the cops, mm-hmm. and so she probably knew that she had to get the game out of there. Right. So she got the game. She got the she got the shovels because she knew that the shovels are evidence against the liars. Right. And, and she's her trying to as figure an accessory. Shit out. Yeah. 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 And I, am sure the next episode, what's going to happen is, uh, Caleb and Ezra are going to break in, are going to like bust into Mona's apartment, and she's going to explain to them that she's been figuring all this shit out, and she has it almost figured out. Right. But.
0: But, 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 but who gives a fuck about
1: the game because the game doesn't matter anymore?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, so the game is over, and AD finish, quote-unquote finishes the game, which seemed rushed and weird, by, like, having this 36-hour final decision, even though there's, like, multiple puzzle pieces left, and we have no idea what's going on with this puzzle. So that's just been thrown out. And, of course, this is, like, pushed on onto AD by the uh, cops moving forward yeah. and by Officer Fury... Taking himself off the case, smooth move spencer
1: the most most responsible and ethical thing he's done in the whole case yes <laughs> and of <laughs> Just course very unlike him <laughs> well he gets replaced
0: he gets replaced by Tanner, who we think is we thought was compromised back in the day and did a terrible job of everything
1: yeah, again, like what is up with the fucking rosewood p d that they assign people who have proven themselves to be totally inept at fucking police work yeah god almighty like like you have a guy who's basically like i need to get off this case because i think i have some sort of ethical quandary going on and so they replace him with a woman who totally fucked the
0: case hard before right, with the same people like th- it,
1: this is so stupid i'm so fucking pissed off and sick of this shit
0: yeah well, I mean, they can't really... I guess they can't really introduce another cop, right? And bringing back Tanner makes you think, oh, man, the liars are in trouble because she really has it out for them. So that's fine, but it's also just like, why? Yeah, just, I don't know. Why? There's plenty of
1: other cops on the show that they could have brought back. Yeah. Um, well,
0: a lot of them are dead. Yeah. <laughs>
1: also, it's just like, why re- like why suddenly do we remove um, Fury from this? Mm-hmm. Like, no one knew that... Apparently Tanner had an idea that something happened between him and Spencer cuz they had uh uh el- uh the footage from the elevator right. when they were making out. Right. Um but if um, but they wouldn't have uh, they they would have had that all along. And so, has this sort of ethical violation always been around? And Fury's just sort of been avoiding it. I don't uh-huh. know. No, this makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, it, I guess it doesn't matter. The the so the Mona stuff in this episode was fine. What I, I found, I thought the best stuff was in this episode was um, Aria and Ezra, and we finally get a confrontation where Ezra's like, "I knew you wrote the note, or I knew you wrote that mm-hmm. the letter that you shredded." you were right to be angry. What I did to you was really bad. And it's like the first time in the whole show where he's really like taken any responsibility and they're having some connection. And it's like the show finally like trying to grapple with the morality of what Ezra did only to like exonerate, of course to exonerate him right, right. through the admission. But you know, it's better than nothing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not happy per se, but, uh, relieved to see to see the show both having like a level of adult communication between Aria and Ezra and also him recognizing that what he did was you know a a crime (laughs) it was a sex crime
1: right it was definitely a sex crime the rest of the liars find out that uh, Allison and Emily are together Um, Hannah has a very reasonable reaction which is finally the yeah Spencer barely has a reaction well she knew already Oh, she did? Oh, I mean, that's right, Right? She did. Like, she yeah. sort of knew? Like, yeah, that was a right. funny
0: scene. You're right, like, she did already you, know. How did and, you guys not know?
1: And Caleb just sort of skirts over it and yeah, he just, just talking he's a, about his fucking...
0: Let's change the subject to the internet.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. And then, and then uh, possibly the worst line that has ever been uttered on the show, and there have been many. Hannah says, and that's why we call you... Too genius, too furious, or something. Yeah, which he, is like, what the? Where the? Fuck and he's is like, that?
0: nobody calls me that. Yeah, it's why, like, of course, why? no one
1: calls you that because that it's, that doesn't make any sense. No,
0: it does not. Um, Caleb is.
1: When I think of Caleb, I don't think of the word furious. No, except for how I feel when I see his face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's become quite punchable <laughs> in these in these later in these later episodes. Did,
1: when when when. Uh, When Mrs. Marin tells Hannah that, you know, she's that she can overlook murder uh, for the sake of their wedding and is like, I'm just happy you found someone who wants to protect you. The look on Caleb's face is so goddamn smug. Mm -hmm. He's like, Yeah, that's right. I'm protecting my lady. What
0: what really bugged me about this episode, too, at the end, when Caleb's like, All right, we're tracking the IP address of this. of the phone, the AD phone, and then like drive out to the middle of nowhere to find it. And it's like Mona's apartment or whatever. And it's like, Oh, I, it's four in the morning. And I texted Ezra cause he's just up hanging out <laughs> doing whatever he's doing. Uh, and we're going to go solve this. We're going to go save you, save, save you girls. And it's just like, this shit is like offensive. Like, why? Why are you off on this mission by yourself? Like, why are the liars gonna be like, "Yeah, let's hang out and let you guys just fix this problem for us"? And why is Ezra like roped into it? Like, also because did- the liars don't know that are they supposed to know that Arya and Ezra have this huge powwow and she, like, explains everything to them? I guess so. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it's almost like Caleb. Is,
1: Caleb's like, my, my friend sense is going off. I think everyone's fucking, so Ezra must be awake right now. Right. Um. But also, so does that mean that Caleb and Hannah got married at, like, 2 in the morning? I guess. Because they meet up at 3 in the morning, which is when the 24 hours four ends. 4 in the morning. So, and and Caleb and Hannah got married just before that, so they... They got married, like, in the middle of the night. Yeah. And somehow Mrs. Marin was able to talk to a justice of the peace and coming in to marry them in the middle of the night. And no one's asking any questions. Like, why are these people getting married at, at you know, one in the morning?
0: Right. Well, you know, it's right. And also,
1: Caleb takes Hannah to the courthouse. How, first of all, how do they get into the fucking courthouse in the middle of the night? Second of all, he takes her to the courthouse and, and, he, and Hannah's like, what are we doing here? It's like, no. Duh, Hannah, come on. W- what do you think you're doing there? Yeah. So much. Although for I'd it. be confused too if I was t- being taken to the courthouse <laughs> in the middle of the night.
0: Yeah. So much for the, the era of genius Hannah. <laughs> Hannah. Secret genius Hannah.
1: Yeah, Secret genius Hannah's gone. So is Secret genius Arya. Who's just so bad at lying about anything? I think true. that she'd be good at it by now. So she
0: gets unmasked in this episode, which was a good scene. Uh, but I thought the better scene was when she is like on the phone in the car yelling at A D, and it was just one of the more um emotional and intense performances on the show in a while. And I really liked her just going at it with A. D. and A. D. being like uh, actually, like, you're my friend or whatever. Like, you're on my team. It's fine. Like, hang in there with me. And you get the sense of, like, a lack of control a little bit.
1: AD's losing control. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. You're right. And it is the first time, too, that any of the liars have actually had a chance to confront AD. Yes. And to actually, like, just like just spill emotions at this anonymous harasser. Right.
0: Although um, I think it's been the choice to do the FaceTime and to have the direct conversations and stuff has made it significantly less scary. Mm-hmm. In a way, I mean, it was scary the first time and then it's just like, oh, this is just silly and weird now. Yeah. You know, it's like when you see the it's like you when you see too much of the villain and it takes all the shock out of it. It's like you're talking if you're talking to the villain who's you know, harassing you or whatever, multiple times per episode, then it's just like, Oh, another conversation with AD. Who knows how this will go? Well, this is the thing though, is I think that, um,
1: uh, to, to remember, uh, a movie that we've already alluded to, the fast and the furious franchise. Uh-huh. Um, one thing that the fast and furious franchise does is turn villains into team members. Yes. And you do that. The, the more that you see villains and the more that you, you interact with them; the more that you're willing to accept them as a team member, mm-hmm. um, even though you know, like Jason Statham, who in uh, the Fate of the Furious is an official good guy. Now, uh, in at the end of uh, Tokyo Drift, he basically he he kills one of the main characters, yes, uh, Han, and everyone on the team is sort of okay with that—that that one of their like. Their family members, as the franchise often refers to them, was killed, but we're we're going to accept that this is a this is a good guy now because we've gotten to know him and you know he we've we've related to him more. He's no longer this sort of like uh, spectral, distant, uh, malicious force, right? And so I kind of have the feeling that in in some ways, by humanizing AD, by giving by having A D participate in these conversations that A D doesn't necessarily have total control over, although A D can like see Arya and knows that she's gonna like throw a phone out the window, for totally. example. Yeah. But I, I have a feeling that A D is not the ultimate bad guy. Mm-hmm. The ultimate bad guy is whoever killed Charlotte. Yes. Which we've kind of forgotten about. Yeah,
0: completely <laughs> forgotten about. Yeah, it's uh it's aggravating that the driving focus of that whole narrative has kind of been dropped off and replaced by this game which was interesting and a good gimmick to drive the season for sure but also like took away the the dramatic energy of like who killed charlotte why are all these ad henchmen being killed you know and so this season's been sort of weird because we're coming off of the season where like multiple people got killed yes and now everyone's talking about Dunhill being killed and there's no discussion of ooh, what about these hench, hench people who were all killed you know the funny thing about the well, liars, Sarah
1: Harvey. what? how come there isn't an investigation into Sarah Harvey's death
0: that's what I'm thinking right. exactly and even like the death of Khan, which was just sort of like okay the liars who are being investigated over this Dunhill situation there's no reference to the fact that they were like in this building and got shot and we're hanging out when no con, like they're going to believe that story from the liars that Noel just, you know, walked into an ax basically. (laughs) So that it seems really messy to me that that can be a thing where they get away scot-free on. And this other thing is like, this is what we're really going to get you on. It's like, I don't, I don't understand why this is being chosen as sort of the new, thing to hang over their heads it's like
1: an al capone kind of situation if you really want to nail the the, the liars get them on something simpler like maybe like manslaughter being around no con no Khan when he gets his head cut off right then you can nail them later for all this other shit but you're basically gonna like get them on the simpler charges so you can get them on bigger charges later right you know, it's like getting al capone on tax evasion
0: well yeah it's it seems you know if you think too hard about the specifics of the show <laughs> uh and trying to tie all the threads together into a beautiful blanket it you know doesn't always make sense uh and I actually Agreed. wanted to I want to keep this episode a little shorter cuz we're on my laptop battery today and I don't know how many minutes we have uh but I did want to bring up a conversation that I saw speaking of uh Norman Buckley I'm pulling up a tweet he wrote today um about the 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 tone of the show and this is something he's talked about before mm-hmm. that we've discussed and what he, he might said... have said in
1: response to something that we've said before yeah let me see if let i me... know if i think that if let I'm me let me find this
0: let me find this uh let me find this tweet um okay norman says he tweeted today he's at norbuck by the way Somebody said, How does PLL exist in a modern day? And no one ever says bay or posts to Instagram or takes a fish face selfie, et cetera.
1: Well, first of all, they, they have mentioned Instagram before. That's
0: true, it does exist. Uh, and we have talked about that for sure, like the (laughs) real-world social networks and stuff coming onto the show. So I think that stuff has been addressed. Mm -hmm. Uh, But what he tweeted in response was, it exists in an alternative dreamlike space. Why does no one understand this? And my thought about this tweet today, because this is something he's brought up before that we've talked about as sort of like an easy out for the show, Mm -hmm. but I I realized today why I think it's an easy out. And the reason is... When this show started, I felt like it was very much a slasher drama with the rules of like, an I know what you did last summer and so yeah. on. Mm-hmm. As the show progressed, it introduced supernatural elements. It introduced dream sequence elements, which were not sure on what to believe. It introduced these like Mission Impossible masks yeah. and it introduced like sort of semi sci-fi technology, which is familiar to us of what we see in the real world, but right. also has capabilities beyond what we anticipate. Right, right, right. Um, so the show has sort of, in in dipping into all these like slightly surreal uh, genre ideas, it's gotten away from like the, the straightforward reality of the slasher, and it has gotten into all these like several different genres, yeah. which is one reason why it's a messy show now, is that it sort of lost the... Uh, the tension and the feeling of kind of sticking to one particular style. Yep. And so now we have like an Aria dream sequence. We have like, you know, people showing up in masks and you're not sure if how these masks are so, you know, realistic. You have like all this surveillance equipment that seems to be borderline magical. And it's like, are we watching a sci-fi thing? Are we watching a ghost story? Are we, you know? And the the problem with all of this is that None of them are really followed up on. Okay. It's like these things show up once in a while, like this weird dream Arya has, where nothing like that has happened on the show in like a season and a half or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? And so you have like three or four of these moments where it becomes, where the show kind of dips into it, but they're always detours. And so it feels like cheating in the world of the show to be like, this stuff exists, but we're only going to show it once in a while and then forget about it. And no one else on the show is going to acknowledge like, oh, yeah, ghosts are real or, uh, (laughs) you know, whatever it is. Right. It's like none of this. All this stuff happens and it's just sort of ignored. It doesn't really come up as a conversation, like especially the dream sequence stuff, you know, especially especially like the especially the
1: the fact that Caleb fell in love with a ghost.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was a thing. And the show sort of (laughs) dealt with that and like removed that that I don't know. I, I just feel like the show has not sort of committed to any one of these genre tropes or any one of these worlds it seems to want to occupy. And so in trying to occupy all these worlds, just a little bit at a time, like none of them feel authentic or fair within like the the world of the show. And so when this stuff pops up, it's like, why is this happening? I don't believe it. Well I think that, you know, um
1: I know that neither one of us has watched it uh, or caught up with it, uh, purposefully, uh, but the new Twin Peaks, which everything that I hear about the new Twin Peaks is basically like, it is it's basically just like a thirteen-hour David Lynch movie, and it's David Lynchiest, right? Um, which is sort of like, you know, if you think about Twin Peaks, which I'm sure somewhere is in the DNA of Pretty Little Liars. Um, yeah,
0: well, I mean the the whole. Building a story around the death of this, you know, this right. troubled And then girl. it's sort
1: of like this procedural that's also about a, a small town, mm-hmm. uh that's about all the characters there, about all the secrets that they hold, um, and the the evil that's sort of beneath the surface. Um the thing about Twin Peaks was it began as a procedural, but it never it brought up all these sort of ideas about uh of clues and um, like pointing to an answer, pointing to the mystery. Mm -hmm. But in the end, the clues didn't necessarily all add up and that was almost on purpose. Um, And I think that like Pretty Little Liars wants that. Yeah. But it's too married to the clues. It's too dependent on all the stuff actually adding up. Um, And it doesn't. And that's what's so frustrating because it's like, when it doesn't add up you can say oh it's just it's a dream space and it's dream logic
0: right but for the but most then, part it, but then not... it has to add up right. right you know so it's like you can't it's... you can't
1: have both things at once
0: right exactly and it's like i don't know uh not to be not to treat it like a stickler or whatever but in any fantasy world either it needs to be lynchian to the point of like uh, this isn't going to make sense and i'm just going to absorb this for whatever symbolic you know Whatever artistic experience, I can, emotional, whatever. yeah, whatever artistic experience I can draw from this, that's fine. Or you know, you need to live sort of in the realm of uh sense for uh, most for the most part, uh, which Pretty Little Liars does. So the fact that it tries to sort of dip into surrealism but not commit, I don't, it's like you know the middle is a bad place for art to be. And I think that's true, you know, in terms of like the tempo of a song, Mm. a fast song or a slow song is always better than the song in the middle. (laughs) You know, it's just like if you're, if you're, if you have a photo, the photo that's very high contrast or super washed out is more interesting than the one that's just very flat. You know, it's just like the middle is not a place where anything artistically interesting happens. And that's kind of where Pretty Little Liars is, where it's trying to do all this stuff, and it's trying to sort of absolve itself of some of some uh, of the detective work by, like, occasionally dipping into messiness. But I think 90% of the show is not that, which is why when those moments arise, it's like, I just don't understand why it's happening or what it adds to the show or whatever. I mean, I do... I think the the Twin Peaks idea of like uncovering the rot of this town and the rot inside of people is something that uh, Pretty Little Liars has done really well. Mm -hmm. And especially like it almost becomes soap opera because you have all these like family dramas and you go back and everything's like twin this and this someone's dad tried to murder some other person or, you know, it's very much like daytime soap opera stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's like, okay where does that all fit? Like, what does that add up to? is that familiar in any kind of genre way that we can understand? And the answer is sort of no, that the show feels like it's lost its footing in trying to be, be this ambitious thing that touched on these things and not all of them have worked. And so what you have is this sort of, you know, vehicle that's just kind of swiveling back and forth on the road, like skidding essentially on the ice of its bad plot decisions. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's not really sure where it's going to go
1: um yeah so let's uh let's just sort of like try to take stock of where we are um and then we'll uh go to sleep and hopefully wake up next week and
0: do it <laughs> all again do it all
1: again um so uh basically ad tells Arya to wait the 24 hours aria does uh which results in aria being um have an alibi, which means that, like, obviously AD doctored some s- security footage somehow.
0: So that was insane to me that AD is <clears> like, you guys didn't finish the game, but I'm just going to let you be the winner, Arya, and not tell you what the final puzzle pieces are, but you get your freedom, but also let me put Dunhill's yeah, body put, in, we the we trunk. Put
1: corpse in the trunk. Yeah. So none
0: of that sort of unless somehow Unless somehow which AD is fine.
1: knows that Arya was not going to accept winning. Right. And so it was going to, you know, Arya says that she has an idea of how to get them all out of this. Right. And then, of course, she finds a trunk or finds a
0: corpse in the trunk. I mean, I'm thrilled for there to be a body in the trunk. That's great. That, yeah. that was actually at that point in the show. I was so like just depressed by the episode that it was like, oh, yeah, I guess this is pretty cool, actually. But we just got through the, like the sexy montage that made me sad. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah there's just so much sadness coming from that which which i don't like I don't think was intended to be honest. I mean we're supposed no. to think that like Emily and Allison are finally having their like romantic moment that um, was sweet
0: yeah I mean like to the I, extent that like that relationship like the show has made it work for the for to the degree that it's like a shipper driven relationship, mm. the show has i think done a good job of having real chemistry between the two of them. I, I don't know. I think.
1: I guess. I don't. I don't really feel like. But I, I don't feel like there's an, that much chemistry to them to the extent that I don't feel like there's much chemistry between anyone in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, the most chemistry in the show is between Mona and the camera. Yeah, the, the camera filming her. Also true. Um, but uh, I, I, I mean, I. It was. It was nice, but it felt perfunctory. Um, like most things in this episode felt.
0: Well, especially after. Doing the having like the exact same sequence pretty much emotionally with uh, the page reunion, which was like three episodes ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're supposed to be like, okay, but that wasn't really a thing, you know? I don't know. It just feels so manipulative. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> when this when this show is over, we need to have a long conversation about how the this season threw Spencer under the bus.
1: Yeah, I mean that's really the worst part of this episode, which is that Spencer, the one thing we didn't talk about was Spencer's reaction to finding out that Aria was part of the AD team, which was just so irrational, so
0: anti-Spancer. Just Sp- mean and cagey. Yeah. And she does go to Aria later to apologize, but she is just so abrupt and rude and not really for this whole season. Like, it is not; it's not the same character.
1: No, and that's the thing is like, I mean that must be why people are embracing this twinsor theory is because Spencer is not acting like this like the character that we know her to be. She's not acting in any way like um, like like she's self aware. She seems to like the whole thing is like yeah, Arya did this shitty thing, but even Emily says like Ad would have made any one of us do that. Like what? Why are we to judge? Like we? Yeah, I thought
0: that was well done.
1: Um, because it's true. It's just like, Arya's not to blame. She was just, she was put in a corner and she, and she did the only thing that she knows how. And the thing is like, yeah, I totally forgot that Spencer fucking kidnapped, uh, Ezra's kid. Right. Or fake kid. Fake kid. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah. That was a good, I mean, I like when the show goes on these weird detours that aren't part of the a plot. Mm -hmm. Like, and that was a really good one and it hasn't really done that in the last maybe season or two. Yeah. It's just been pretty focused on the, on the A-plot, and there's been no sort of weird spin offs That's why know? this Twins
1: Earth theory, it has to be true, because if it's not true, yeah. then it just means that one of the best characters on the show was treated, was
0: totally fucked up. And I just don't feel like they've given us enough signs that it's justified. If I hadn't read about, read about it on the internet, I never would have thought about it. No. And I don't like it anyway. No. So, I don't know. It is what it Spencer is. Spencer had uh, we'll straight
1: straight hair this episode. By that's the way. true.
0: After having very frizzy hair last episode, yeah, uh, which apparently that's something that people are uh, clinging to. Might be a thing. Yeah, she has the straight hair and the highlights. But it's like if there are two of them, and one of them was in the last episode possible Mm -hmm. where where is she now like where did she go well i mean that's the thing though are they like working together none of that makes sense
1: they must be working together because well this episode i think it's almost like straight hair spencer is twincer evil manipulative cold callous and frizzy hair spencer is emotional like forgives her mom for murder Right. Her biological mom for murder kind of thing. Right. You know? And also even just like Spencer blaming her parents getting a divorce on Arya, like yeah. fuck, are you fu- like that's just that's not that's not uh emotional or sad. That is just stupid. That's just well, like that's what a stupid
0: person is. Were not your parents gonna get a divorce like a bunch of yeah, times? Yeah, your parents are
1: already like Aren't they gonna like, get a divorce. Also your dad's a fucking sociopath.
0: Yeah, right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's, not, that's not Aria's <laughs> fault. No. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to tell with this season, let's say there's no twin, that it's hard to tell, like, okay, Spencer gets shot, from which she recovers extremely quickly, so I don't think there's a whole lot of, like, trauma to that because uh, she pretty much is like, oh yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. And there's no Spencer flashbacks. We haven't really spent a lot of time with her alone this season. She's She's been mostly outside of the episode that and directed, <clears throat> and maybe a couple other moments here and there. Yeah. But we haven't had a lot of alone time with Spencer, which makes this twin thing more suggestive, because it, you haven't really been had time for her to have a flashback or a thought or an intimate moment or whatever, you know? Um, but so there's no, no real lasting trauma from this getting shot sequence, which you would expect. Uh, and it's like, she finds out that Mary Drake is her mom, which is like this crazy destabilizing thing. But are we supposed to think that this is how she grapples with it by just like becoming a jerk who sleeps around? Like, I don't know. I don't really feel like that's who Spencer is.
1: No. I mean, Spencer's always been an aggressive person. Uh, but not, Spencer isn't the kind of person who would like, she would be very, very understanding of what Toby is going through. Yes. And she wouldn't completely manipulate him like that because she would know that if she showed up at Tony, at Toby's, uh, cabin that he would just like crumble. Right. Like he has no, he has no emotional strength in him right now um i mean we know that because he has a beard
0: (laughs) yeah he's in full lumberjack mode (laughs) he's living in a cabin he's got his beard going it's great i feel bad for toby
1: i want to know what the the beer is called the the, he drinks the same beer all the time um i want to know what that beer is
0: we'll go back and check the screen the screenshots yeah
1: um yeah poor toby uh I hope that, however the show turns out, uh, Toby doesn't get screwed over because his ex is an evil twin.
0: Yeah, that would be bad. Especially (laughs) given the way Mary has Spencer in the first place by pretending to be her sister. Ooh, Mm. Parallels. All these twins. twins. Um, That's no good. Don't like it. Um, um you wanna you wanna do a quick beer sponsor and we'll call yeah. it a day?
1: Let's do a fake beer sponsor.
0: Uh what do we got tonight?
1: That was my pause for the theme
0: song. Pause uh, for the theme song. Uh,
1: um I am drinking uh six point breweries. Uh, Bengali IPA. That's the first time i ever had it. It's it's very nice. Cool. Six uh, point from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. They apparently also have a uh, uh, brewery in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, yeah, pretty good. Uh, it was at the local bottle shop. Um, it comes in these nice little skinny cans. I feel like I'm drinking like a monster uh, energy drink, but it's not. It's an IPA. It's very drinkable. Um, I would probably have it again. Which is good because I have a 6 back of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
0: you don't have to throw them out in the gar- throw them out, <laughs> throw them into the garbage, pour them out into the river.
1: And Dave, you are not drinking a beer.
0: I'm not drinking a beer. That's it for our beer sponsors. That's fake, it, fake ones. Uh, well, we have two more episodes to go, two more podcasts to go. Maybe we'll do a long recap one where we just like dump our feelings on you for another hour because that's what this podcast. We've is.
1: been so we've we've restrained ourselves so much so far.
0: Yeah, I feel like this was a pretty... I feel like we just let it rip in this episode a little bit. I have
1: no patience anymore.
0: No, we're ready. We're ready to be done. Yeah. Uh, Let us know if you are also ready to be done on Twitter, at PLGM Podcast. And uh, curious to see your thoughts and the way these ships are working out and if we're going to get any interesting answers and if Charlotte is still alive. Mm -hmm. Also, what happened to the comic book? I can't even you can't even think about this stuff anymore. I don't think it's yeah. like too many pieces. Uh, yes. Well, okay. So until next time, two more episodes, bitches. I know what's a I know what's I know what's a feather for you never tell.